Hello and welcome into another edition of the Intersection Podcast with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Coming up, you will be hearing material from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. But first, it's the daughter of Ann Graham Lotz, Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright. In our recent Meeting House conversation, she discussed not only health issues that she encountered last year, but also elaborated on how Christians can be prepared to be in the presence of our Lord forever. Her comments are ahead. Also from Windshape Marriage, Julie Baumgartner comments on how finances can provide a source of tension between married men and women and how they can get on the same page with regard to their finances. And on this edition of The Intersection, it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington. Patty Mason of Liberty in Christ Ministries shares her insight into ways that God speaks to us, bringing us specific direction in accordance with the truth we find in His Word. Finally, from the Summer CPE Show, it's Debbie Dufek sharing about times in her life when God intervened and how we can be sensitive to what God might want to do in those times in which he shows up unexpectedly. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright is the daughter of Ann Graham Lotz, who is heard on Faith Radio Sunday evenings at 6.30. She is therefore the granddaughter of the late Billy Graham. Many prayed for her last year as she endured a series of heart attacks. In a recent Meeting House conversation, she related how believers can draw closer to God and reflect the presence of Christ. She shared how her health challenges have reinforced that message. She and her mother have co-written a book entitled Preparing to Meet Jesus, a 21-day challenge to move from salvation to transformation. Here now is Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright. I had gone in for a routine stress test. It was a, a lot of stress on top of physical stress, you know, running on the treadmill and everything. And um, and all that combined, I, I had I passed out a couple times. Anyhow, I had lots of chest pain when I walked out, and they didn't think anything of it. And so, um, and I thought, well, I don't know what this is. Maybe I just pulled some muscles. And four days later, I knew something was wrong with my heart. And so um, they rushed me to the ER on an ambulance and and knew something was going on with my heart. And it wasn't until the next morning that they did a heart cath and found out that I had a thing called SCAD, which is spontaneous coronary artery artery dissection where the inside of my arteries and my heart just shredded and the middle one at the bottom did first on that that Sunday morning and so they said well that since it's at the very bottom it'll heal itself you're going to be fine but let's you know maybe we'll just keep you they're going to send me home and they said we'll just keep you in the hospital for a couple days and the next day I had a massive scad heart attack and it was Mm. one of my arteries just shredded from top to bottom and and I was dying in the room. My mom and my sister were in there and probably eight nurses. And I lost all the feeling in my body. And um, and I knew I was going. And my last thought was, I said, Lord, just please take care of my girls. And I could hear my mom praying. And But right when I, I said that, I felt what I believe was the finger of God. Just I felt it run over my heart. And all of a sudden, all the blood came back to my body and 
and they rushed me off to the OR and had to put in some major stents in my heart. But, um, but I lived, and I mean, there's so much more to it. But God is faithful; His timing is perfect, and um, and He's brought me through. It's it's been a rough year and a half with a lot of heart pain and everything. But but I am here, and I'm not gonna, you know waste my time. And in fact, when I was in recovery, I had to sit on the couch for months. I can't, couldn't do a thing. I, this is when I wrote this book. So preparing to meet Jesus, you know, and, um, and we're never promised tomorrow. I'd like for you to address two things with regard to the book. Number one is how the health issues actually affected the process of writing and also how it impacted the content itself. Well, it, it really, um, it became like a fire inside of me to write it. It's based off of Genesis chapter 24, which is the story of Abraham when he sends his servant to find a bride for his son Isaac. And it's just like God the Father sending his Holy Spirit to find a bride for his son, you know. And, and so just looking at our world right now, you can tell that things are melting down and Jesus is getting ready to come back. And we know that through the scripture. But at the same time, it could be a scad heart attack. It could be cancer. It could be something else or a car wreck. And, and just like that, you're face to face with Jesus. And so that my heart attacks really did put that burden on my heart as I wrote this. It had already kind of been in my mind to want to write it and then and then, boy, I was definitely fueled to write it after the heart attacks because um, we're not promised tomorrow. And, and we will face Jesus one day, whether it's, you know, when we die or when he raptures the church. Or, um, and so are we ready? And so I felt very burdened to write it. And I felt like the Lord um, um, put each chapter, each day on my heart of what to write. And I just kind of broke down chapter 24 of Genesis verse by verse, sometimes phrase by phrase, and and applied it to our lives so that um, each day you can kind of search your heart and what, whatever that topic is for that day um, and just look if there's something in your life that you need to correct. And I felt like in every single one of these, you know, I mean, I know I'm saved. I know I, I asked Jesus in my heart when I was a little girl. But um, but every characteristic, I felt like the Lord could convict me about something in my life. And and so it was a, a really sweet process in writing this because I felt like the Lord was showing me, too, you know, am I ready? Am I am I is there anything I can improve in my life so that when I see Jesus face to face, you know, I mean, I would hope to not have regrets. I know we all do, but I would try my best you know, just to want to to be ready for that moment. Rachel Ruth Lotz-Wright, who serves on the board of directors of Angel Ministries, of which her mother, Anne Graham Lotz, is president, and who teaches a worldwide women's Bible study. You can find out more at annegrahamlotz.org. Anne is spelled with an E. That's annegrahamlotz, L-O-T-Z, dot org. You can also find the Facebook page of Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright at Rachel Ruth L-W. This is the Intersection Podcast with Julie Baumgartner, Director of Windshape Marriage. In a recent Meeting House conversation, she discussed principles that couples can incorporate into their marriages that are related to money. She referred to a column she had written for the Christian Post about marital harmony on money. 
Here now from that conversation is Julie Baumgartner. I was just looking at a piece of research last week where they followed a large number of couples and some of the couples when they married had separate checking accounts the other couples had joint checking accounts they followed them over time and the couples who had joint checking accounts in other words when we said i do what's yours is mine what's mine is yours we are a we we're going to put it all together and figure it out there was more marital satisfaction and happiness with the couples with the joint account than the ones with separate accounts and when you when you think about that it makes a lot of sense because when you're married you're talking about interdependence when you're not married it's independence which when you do the separate thing you're bringing independence into the a, a relationship that's meant to be interdependent and one woman in the research she talked about i felt very guilty because i was bringing in a large amount of college debt into our marriage and my husband said no we're going to figure this out together together we'll pay it off so uh, there's a lot of truth in just your perspective that coming together and figuring it out together is a healthy way forward. Mm. I wrote down a couple of words a few moments ago. One was ownership and the other was control. And that kind of goes along with what we're mm -hmm. talking about here as the two mm -hmm. become one. So as as the couples actually if they come into that agreement and say, well, this, you know, this now what is owned is ours. The pronoun is we, not he and she. So yeah. <laughs> therefore, when you talk about who owns it, well, we do. But that's not that's not totally true either. If people are professing believers in Jesus Christ because the ownership and therefore right. the control thereof actually yeah belongs to God, and you actually deal with the importance of applying biblical principles to a, a couple's finances in this Christian Post article. So uh, elaborate oh, on that, that area of God's ownership. Well, I think that that is such an important perspective um, not to be overlooked, that everything we have is His. And we have been entrusted with it so as good stewards of something that we have been blessed with, whether it's a lot or a little or something in between, what do you do with that that's Christ-honoring? And you certainly you – know, we often think about give, save, spend, um, but recognizing that you know everything we have belongs to the Lord – and anything that we've been given, we've just been entrusted with. So a first question would be, what's the most Christ-honoring thing we can do here when, when it comes to giving, saving, or spending? They have to determine, you know, they, might, they may see they're not yeah. on the same page, but they don't know how <laughs> to get on the same page, even though they're coming to it from a differing point of view, and they have to realize that mm -hmm. their personalities 
are different. Not necessarily one is right, one is wrong, just different, right? Well, and you may have, you know, one person may have grown up in a home where budget was always tight. You always paid attention to how much was being spent on certain things. Maybe thrift store shopping was your thing. You're marrying somebody who never saw their parents do a budget. They went and bought new clothes for every school year, and they've never been into a thrift store. Neither one of those upbringings are wrong. They're different. Julie Baumgartner here on the Intersection Podcast. The Windshape Marriage website is windshapemarriage.com, where you can find an article entitled, How to Talk About Finances Before Marriage. This is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection Podcast and the Meeting House radio program. There is a link to the Media Center through the programming menu at faithradio.org as well. You can also find links to the Intersection Podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple Podcast feed. The Intersection Podcast features highlights from the Meeting House program and is released on a weekly basis. You can also find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel through the Meeting House homepage, through which you can watch video of Meeting House guests, including recently added content from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info. Or you can reach The Meeting House homepage through the programming menu at faithradio.org. Conversations can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast when you visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Next on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's Patty Mason. She stopped by Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. She is the founder of Liberty in Christ Ministries and the author of the book, Getting to Know God's Voice, Recognizing When God Speaks Every Day. With some comments relative to ways that God speaks to us, bringing us specific direction in accordance with the truth we find in God's Word, this is Patty Mason. There's actually several ways that you can know God is speaking to you through His Spirit. And I actually offer this as a gift inside the book. You don't even have to buy the book to get it. But inside the book, I offer a free gift called 21 Ways to Know That You Are Hearing from God. Mm. Now, when I put this together, I actually discovered more than 21 ways. But there are certain things that God can make known to you. For example, have you ever been reading the Word of God and all of a sudden His Word becomes like neon? And it seems mm, yep. to leap off the page yes, yes. or something will pierce your heart or maybe he'll answer your prayers through opened doors or closed doors. But I think the one primary way that we can know God is speaking to us by his spirit is he will give us an overwhelming sense of peace. Mm. 
Something you said, and before we end our first section, I think it's very instructive to talk about because you mentioned reading Scripture, and the Scripture just jumps off the page. I like what you were saying about it being a neon-type experience. But I think just one of the basic preeminent ground rules of hearing from God, in my opinion, is that God will always speak in accordance with his word. And that's a way to know that whether or not he's speaking to us. Yes, absolutely. If what you hear does not line up with the word of God, it's not of God. But here's the thing. You've got to be in the word of God. Mm-hmm. You need to know the character of God. Even if something that you're hearing doesn't line up with the character of Christ, you know you're not hearing from God. But again, in order to know the the character of Christ, you need to be in the Word of God to get to know God. Patty Mason is joining us today here on the Beating House on Faith Radio. She is the founder of Liberty in Christ Ministries, joining me here at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. And so as as we start with the Word, as we are in the Word, then we can begin to to have a, a greater sense of what God wants to say to us. Now, how do we build that bridge to, you know, as we might say, general knowledge of God and his principles? And really, how do we get specific direction for perhaps decisions that we have to make or mm-hmm. wisdom that we need in a particular situation, sometimes solicited, sometimes unsolicited yeah. by his spirit as he speaks to us through through his word? But how do we mm-hmm. how do we recognize how God might be leading us in a particular decision? Okay. A lot of this goes in line with growing in relationship with God. Mm -hmm. As a young believer, I was taught to pray acts, okay? Acknowledgement, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. That's a one-way dialogue. I didn't know how to listen to God. And I think a lot of times as believers, we approach God with that one-way dialogue. Here's what I need. Here are the decisions that I need to make. Here's the wisdom that I need. And we ask God for these things, but we don't be still and listen. And this comes with maturity. And it's interesting because God knows. God is so patient with Mm -hmm. us. God knows as we're growing that we're going to make mistakes. We're going to try to discern his voice and not quite get it right. But here's the beauty of relationship with God is he still uses those mistakes to teach us and to draw us closer to him. So I would say reach out to God, ask for the things that you feel that you need, but be still and listen and learn to hear his directive voice. Be in his word, be in relationship with him. I often tell people, make God your life. Don't compartmentalize your relationship with God. Don't go, okay, I did my Bible study today, check. Okay, I I prayed today, check. And then run off and not give God a second thought the rest of your day. It's about being and growing in relationship with God because the more intimate you are with God, the more you're gonna be able to hear and discern his voice. So how have you found that your relationship with Mm -hmm. God has really grown to be more of a, and I don't want to sound, I don't want to come across as saying that it is a, a casual mm-hmm. relationship by any means, but when you talk about being more conversational mm-hmm. with God, being involved or engaged in that two-way communication, how does one enter into, into that experience? Well, I would say first ask, okay, because I asked the Lord to go deeper, okay, uh-huh. and I think sometimes we don't invite God into deeper levels of relationship. 
because he's very patient. He's not going to force you to do anything. Patty Mason here on The Intersection. You can learn more by going to patty, P-A-T-T-Y, mason.org. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast, and it's back to Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington. Debbie Dufek, author of the book, Holy Interruptions, When God Taps You on the Shoulder, discussed how to respond to God when He intervenes in our lives. Here now from that CPE conversation is Debbie Dufek. I said to the Lord in my quiet time, I said, if I died without writing a book, I'm afraid I would have regrets. And that's when the Lord just opened the windows of heaven and just said, now is the time. I just felt that sense that now is the time. So I walked up the back mountain in our property, and my husband was up at the top of the mountain. And I said to him, honey, I feel like the Lord said, now is the time to write the book. Are you okay with that? Can you give me your blessing to write this Mm. book? Because you can't write a book without the family being involved, right? So he said to me, I've always known you would write a book. And yes, yes, I think it's exciting. So that was kind of like the start of the book. Very interesting that you would be writing a book about holy interruptions when really the inspiration for writing the book was a holy interruption in and of itself. Yes. And and Bob, I have to tell you that the title, I had no idea of that title. No idea. Um, that title came well into the writing of my book. Yeah. So... Well, let's talk just a bit about community. I understand in the book that you talk about not only biblical women, but also, as we might say, people that you have known personally that have spoken into your life. Tell me about some of those and how really they factor into the overall theme of the book. That's a really good question, Bob. I think um, probably as I look back, my brother and Joanne, his wife Joanne had a huge impact mm. and really always there to, you know, encourage me. Um, my sister was my best cheerleader. Um, my mom was. I took care of her till her last dying breath. And, you know, so I think family played a, a big, a, a, a very important part. But I also had sisters along the way and couples along the way that were lifelong. That people that you really felt. And I do think it's a handful, Bob. I don't think the everyone. Um, fills this role, but there's those peoples that you have, people that you have a kindred heart with that you can just encourage each other along the way. I think encouragement is huge in the body of Christ. I think it's very important for us to have that, but I, I also think it's important for us to be that for others to just encourage them when days grow dark because we're none of us are without storms. Mm. And I will tell you, talk about holy interruptions. When you have as many kids as I have, your life is one big interruption. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... Yeah, God has been good to give us those kindred hearts. And I think for anybody that's listening, if you don't have that, ask the Lord for that special person yeah. to, you know, or, or couple or people, you know. And, and another thing that I'm very big on is older women in our life. So now, unfortunately, there's few that are older than I am. But um, I had my pastor's wife. I had different. I had a woman by the name of Joy Grant who has long since gone to heaven. But she was a huge inspiration to me. Just letting me be real and letting me be comfortable in my own skin and showing me the way to uh, follow, you know, Jesus and honor him just Mm -hmm. by my life. 
So. And also in the book, you talk about women in the Bible mm-hmm. that demonstrate these principles. So give us maybe one or two examples of who you include. Okay, well, so I probably have to start with Mary. Um, I have a friend, Lizzie Adams, and she's in Florida now, and she works for um, Bridges for Peace. And um, Lizzie and I were having coffee one day, and I was going to be doing a teaching that included Mary. And I was long since a Christian at that point in time. But she said something to me that really was profound. I said, tell me about Mary, because I I have to include her in what I'm getting ready to share. I said, tell me about Mary. And her eyes got misty, and, and I think this is in my book. And she said, Mary. And she paused, and she said, the Lord assigned eternal value to Mary's choices. So in Luke 10... And I have this in my book for anybody that wants to read it. Verses 38 through 42 in the scripture. Jesus is talking to Martha. Martha was tense because, Mm. you know, everybody's coming for dinner. And Mary was sitting sitting there and she was worrying about the meal. And Jesus obviously loved Martha. And he said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the best thing and that was sitting at his feet so that made a profound impact on me Mm -hmm. when I when when Lizzie said Mary Mary you know Jesus assigned eternal value to Mary that was a holy interruption in my life because I just realized and I've had my quiet time but it changed at that point I realized there's nothing that matters more than our relationship with the Lord and sitting at his feet and and soaking him in and just you know, being his girl, you know, and just um, walking in the in the things he calls us to walk in. Debbie Dufek here on The Intersection. You can find her online at DebbieDufek, D-U-F-E-K dot com. Well, we are nearing the conclusion of this week's edition of The Intersection podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can learn more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org and clicking on the Meeting House link. You can find a link to the Media Center not only in that programming menu, but also through the Meeting House homepage. You can also learn more about The Intersection podcast and connect to video content. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming menu at faithradio.org. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.